Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Block Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Before we get started, let me tell you how you can always find us, listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. You can also go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash USA. You can set reminders there for upcoming programs. You can go back through our archived episodes. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, on Stitcher, Apple Radio, pretty much any place you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA and Marvelous Monday under that banner. Okay, our host for Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar, is going to be a little bit late joining us. As usual, her boots are on the ground, and she is interviewing some candidates in the East Texas area, but... As always, we're going to start off, hopefully if he's ready, uh, with Dr. Hackney. Welcome, Dr. Hackney. What? Good evening. Hello. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> Do you have COVID updates for us, I hope? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Want me to get started? Excellent. Very Excellent. good. Yes, Excellent. <clears throat> First of all, I would still say that uh, we have approximately six, 86 million uh, eligible individuals who have not been vaccinated. Uh, and so we're still working uh, hard on that. Uh, this uh, this COVID variant uh, is very consistent. Uh, we are seeing the children numbers increase. Uh, I think nationally, been recorded October 4th, something like over 5,000 cases, and of course some 46 uh, deaths. Uh, Specific in the Detroit area, they're reporting something like 375 children, less than 12. Uh, so that so that, uh, so it is important for us to continue uh, uh, getting the word out and also administering uh, uh, the vaccine. Uh, as you know, uh, the Pfizer booster is available uh, and it is being utilized. Um, it is uh, it's not crossed over. It's crossed over right now. It's uh, that's being studied, but uh, it's only for individuals who receive the uh, the uh, the Pfizer vaccine prior. I also want to mention that Pfizer has applied for uh, a youth uh, dosage, so we'll see how that goes. They're looking at ages of 5 uh, until 11, uh, and, of course, it, they're reporting it will probably be a third of the adult dose. Uh, if everything goes according to the surgeon schedules, hopefully if it's approved, there may be possibly by latter November we would have uh, – of that available. Uh, while we mentioned the uh, uh, Moderna and Johnson Johnson, they already applied for their boosters, and possibly uh, they might be approved uh, by this weekend. And that uh, Merck has applied to FDA for the uh, emergency authorization for an oral form of the COVID pill. That's going to be that's going to be very interesting because this will be the first oral antiviral treatment for COVID, so we'll just want to see it as for adults. 
And so uh, we'll see how that goes. But as you know, it has to follow all his uh, regular channels of approval, uh, which that's required. Uh, But also I want to mention in addition, as we look at this vaccine, we have to look also uh, uh, conditions around in this vaccine. Uh, It's been reported that uh, uh, blacks receive fewer medical follow-up after uh, after hospitalization. Uh, This is one of the facts that we need to look at. Uh, the follow-up of individuals after the hospitalization, or just like uh, resident uh, patients in general, we need to we need to monitor that and see uh, what is actually going on with that. And also, it's been reported there is uh, something like 120,000 orphan children due to COVID. Uh, 120,000 orphans due to COVID, and uh, and in this this is sort of we need to look at this because there's a high percentage of uh, black and Hispanics uh, in that group. And so we need to look and see what's occurring. And also we need to be prepared for that to uh, follow and implement that. So uh, that's where we are with the, with the, with the vaccine. I want to say our our task towards here in Northeast Texas, I'm a, I'm the uh, black churches have been very uh, supportive. We, we have somewhere like 20 of uh, 15 sites that we are working on uh, almost completing. That's because of the partnership with our black church, our black pastors, and we're seeing some significant improvements. We had two sites this past weekend where we're seeing the seniors bringing their their grandkids in, uh, individuals bringing their roses in. So we are very excited about that to see that movement occurring. And and, and so all social groups that want to partner with us, we sort of see Given the presentation, what we call a public panel prior to vaccinations, to address any concerns, any questions anyone might have about the vaccine, that has helped to increase the numbers at our particular sites. There is a group who want to partner with us to do that, to focus on their, their emphasis is the need, their need for more education, and we all agree with that. And they want to partner with us uh, for pre-panel presentation prior to our uh, next COVID sites. We have pretty close to 20 sites that are planned our schedule. So they want to come in uh, prior to our uh, dates and actually uh, have public uh, panel discussions of, about that. So we, that, we're very excited about that partnership. And then another group uh, talking about telehealth, uh, possibly we're going to partner with them, as you well know, getting information out to our community, and that's going to be very critical and important. So we're very excited about that. And, and again, I just want to uh, ask everybody to pray for our healthcare workers. And also, when I say healthcare workers, I'm talking about everybody in the hospital, associated with the hospital, healthcare. And then also the school system, our teachers, and everybody associated with the school system. So pray for them and as we move forward. So uh, we're getting some positive response here. We are getting some good positive information out. So if we can just keep everything moving uh, into these holidays, uh, everything should be still going very well. And I uh, just want to thank uh, thank everybody for the support, and uh, let's keep getting the vaccinations. Excellent, excellent, and thank you for everything that you do. Uh, every week you have such great information, and you bring us good news about progress that you're making. So it's much appreciated, and it's making a difference, and we thank you for that. And welcome to Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur Fleming. Are you both on? Yes, thank you. I got my booster, uh, Doc. I got my booster. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm open for hugs. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
everybody's vaccinated. This whole line's vaccinated, and Mr. Arthur is boosted. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Pastor Cooper, do you want to start? You want to tell us what's new? I know your your campaign is heating up, and you've got to have some information for us. How about it? Uh, we have tons of information. We've been all over the uh, the state, uh, from the north to the south to East Texas, and uh, just uh, showing up. Uh, and uh, we've all been vaccinated, so we're showing up with high high fives and and air hugs, and, and still being safe, but still. Just bringing uh, the new table, uh, no longer asking for the invitation to the table, uh, especially with, with like all of these gerrymandering uh, events we've been having now and watching with uh, issues like in uh, Houston, Texas, with Congresswoman uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, with, uh, Congressman Al Green. So, like I said when I was at, out there with the Women's March, is that I'm a fighter for the people, and that means everywhere in Texas, including uh, Harris County, where these lines are being redriven, uh, redrawn, uh, th- here we go again. Uh, I mean, we have to continue fighting. But this is the reason why we have to register people to vote. This is why we have to uh, get our end vote, because we, we're on the uh, defense. You know, we're not playing offense. Offense is registering vote, getting people in positions. And when we get the governor, myself, become the next governor of Texas in position, while we're doing that, we need to find folks in other positions to run in other areas, judge, appellate courts, um, county judges, uh, Supreme Court, uh, like I hope my friend Stacey uh, Williams runs again for that seat. We need folks in these positions, and we need women. We need a variety of folks in those positions. We're not just asking for women's rights. We're asking for human rights, and we're asking for for uh, women to step up to the plate and run for office. Like, like I said before, I'm not running against anyone for any office. What I'm doing is running to make a change. So if there's someone else that wants to jump in there, I don't care if they're black, white, Hispanic, male, or female, we need to get out there and work together and make a change because we can't sit here and say, woe is me. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Pastor Cooper. And Mr. Arthur Fleming, how about you? What do you have going on? Oh, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, well, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, uh, as you well know, uh, if you listen to the news lately, now of course you know. And I've been saying it forever: the coup d'état, the coup, the attempted coup by this government, and the uh, continuation of the big lie, especially in Texas. Uh, and and I continue to deliver the same message. Hey, y'all, these people ain't playing, okay? They are serious. They don't believe in democracy. And so, again, i like to see some urgency um, on the part of the, all the political candidates to address that particular uh, climate because everybody, everybody walking around like ain't nothing happening, and that's just a bad deal because something is happening, and i like to see more uh, uh Phonetics in the body politic in Texas. So, so I'll be working toward that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, let me check really quick and see if Dr. McKellar is with us. And if she is not yet with us, then we're just going to move forward with our agenda for tonight, which. We don't have much of an agenda for tonight. There's so much going on that we kind of are free-flowing. So 
Does, is there a topic that anybody in particular would like to start with? Dr. McKellar's not on yet. Does anybody have a a topic well, they'd like well, to well, talk about? Again, like I, I just like I like this ask if you if anybody if you've been paying attention to the news lately, different things have come out. Okay, mm-hmm. so as far as what happened on uh, uh, January sixth, and 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 if, and if folks are paying attention, hey y'all, uh, America's in trouble. America's in trouble because because you have a political party, and, and this is never, I mean, back in the Bad old days of Jim Crow. At least they was growing another way. Uh, this this part is regressing, and and they're and they're responding to the to the demographic change and so forth. So uh, I heard that they've been playing this one lady on TV talking about. I think we're gonna have a civil war. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of stuff they playing. They play so they didn't start playing some of his crazy rallies again. I don't know why they put the man on TV, but they, uh, you know, we just want you to know, that, you know, hey y'all, stop it. We it's the same stuff you've been saying, but they putting the stuff on TV. So again, there's something happening, uh, and uh, you know, we need to educate folks to it uh, to, to understand that, uh, you know, the vote is on attack. If the Democrats go ahead and do what they're supposed to do, it would help us out considerably. Especially in East Texas. So, but if they don't, you know, we have to, uh, you know, take a position that they're not going to do nothing. I hope they do, but uh, we, we got to prepare either way. So, uh, 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 you know, we're on. In my view, we have to go on offense. We have to go on offense. We can't. We can't. Right. Uh, you know, defense is what got us where we at. Democrats mm-hmm. sitting around mm-hmm. pretending that everybody's normal. Everybody mm-hmm. ain't normal. This ain't normal, y'all. And right. the new normal is what's going to be created when this ballot, when this ballot is over. When it's over, that's going to be the new normal. This ain't mm-hmm. it. This is oh. in the this is the midst of the fight. That's really true. I like to comment on something with Pat, uh, Pastor Cooper. You just said uh, what we noticed over here in East Texas. I mentioned that you know we're in the communities, and what we noticed is here in East Texas, there are individuals that are moving back to East Texas. Uh, some of them have a lot of them have roots in East Texas, but they're coming back um, uh, well exposed. And but they're also coming back. Noticing that Cooper mentioned earlier, those positions that need to be uh, uh, we need people to run for. Uh, that was a discussion this past weekend. Uh, individuals uh, they're looking at these uh, these county commissioner positions, the uh, local positions, and they're coming back in East Texas to do that. And I was very impressed, very excited to meet a lot of these people this past weekend and and, uh, and I, I would shout out to people who uh, who help profit in East Texas who families in East Texas come back to East Texas and get involved run for these offices because one of our plans is to identify all the uh, offices that are available that's open in East Texas and have someone to run for all of them so there are people coming back there are people coming back in East Texas they don't really realize why they're coming back to East Texas you know they just mentioned that this past weekend she's back in East Texas all educated, training, and everything. She's coming back to East Texas, not to just come to East Texas. They're coming back to work. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm just I'm excited to see that. And so there's an undercurrent of individuals uh, coming back into East Texas, and we need that. Uh, they're working with their grandparents. They're working with the other individuals in East Texas. Why it's so important to be involved across the board. So uh, that I think that's a good sign that's occurring in East Texas as we keep that movement going. Uh, Pastor Coop and everybody coming through and presentations, and the parties are getting active, so let's keep it let's keep it moving forward. Like you said, 
we can't take things for granted because there are all sorts of flags all over East Texas. I don't have to tell you what flags there are. <laughs> all over East Texas. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's exciting. A lot of people letting you know this is serious. Uh, and so we, I agree we need to move forward, be active, and, and totally get involved. Absolutely. And we as the Democratic Party, uh, we we have to uh, get synergized and energized and, and, and fuse folks together. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine that's in Congress, uh, that's running for Congress the other day, and I didn't know this. Uh, uh, if you can get people to vote for you, you don't have to live in the area that you're running for Congress. I said, what are you kidding me? You know, because we have our districts for uh, the state house representatives and stuff like that, and the lines are being drawn. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to find somebody for Louis Gomer. I understand Dr. McKellar is having a great time, you know, uh, with city council, but Maybe we need to find someone that's close to that area that's in Tyler to run for that seat. And, and that's the kind of concerns that I, I, we need. And I'm not just saying because we need Democrats in these positions. I don't care who they are. We need uh, progressive thinkers. I don't care if they're Republican right. or not. So 612, area code, if you're listening, I don't care about a blue wave because the only thing that happens when you have tidal waves and blue waves is that people get drowned. So we need good common sense government. We need folks who's going to be uh, Speaker of the House for the entire state of Texas, not Speaker of the House for the Republican Party. We need a governor that's a governor for, for 29 million people, not a governor for, for uh, 14 million people. So we, that's what we need, and that's good, sound uh, advice, good, sound uh, leadership, and that's what we've been liking for 20 years. So uh, Einstein said the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I'm saying, yes, change leadership. I'm saying, yes, turn about face and go another direction, and let's take this thing to the level that we need to. Absolutely, and Doc. Uh, and Doc, what you know that uh, that uh, uh, Alan West, you know, he's in. The, I don't know if he's on a respirator or not, but they say he got pneumonia, uh, COVID, COVID flu pneumonia. Him and his, mm-hmm. him, him and his wife. I believe. So, oh, really? uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. you know, so that's 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 just that's disease leadership right there, running for. You know, running for governor. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of work to do, and I and I'm hoping that the Cooper campaign uh, over the next few months will bring that urgency uh, uh, to the Democratic Party as far as what's happening with the with, with the vote. Uh, yeah. What kind of battle we're really in in America? Because somebody needs to speak yeah. the truth. Everybody's mm-hmm. pretending it ain't happening, and you're gonna look up, and you ain't, and, and you be talking about what happened. So I'm just telling you, uh, you know, we need to bring that urgency. We need to bring the truth and just break it down to folks. Hey, look, if you don't, if, if, literally, if you don't vote, like 2022, uh, if they get away with that one, then, they, then it's going to be a setup for 2024. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a setup oh, yeah. for 2024. So, you know, so the bottom line is we got like, what, uh, 10, 11 months? I mean, uh, I mean, 12, 13 months. We got about 13 months. Uh mm-hmm. You know, to you know, to actually do some work. So, uh, you know, divine nine. You know, uh, 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 you know, the fusion uh, coalition. You know, poor white people and poor black folks. And you know, mm-hmm. I want poor white people to understand, or poor white people to understand that again, you have no more rights than the lowest black person. Whatever mm-hmm. rights you, you that you think you got that we don't got, it's not a right; it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. when we secure rights, when we're treated right. You're treated better, and all we want to be is treated right. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, Miss Rihanna? It sounds like you had something to say. 
Oh, I yeah, I mean, excellent points, excellent points, and they bear being made repeatedly over and over and over. And I just just a few comments that have been have been popping into my head as everybody's been talking. Uh, the urgency and what we need from the Democratic Party. I'm a Democrat, a diehard Democrat, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. If anybody can screw up this layup, it's us Democrats. And um, I really hope that we start seeing that urgency that um, Mr. Arthur was talking about. We absolutely have got to secure our voting rights. We are in a – we're not at the – you know, tipping point here of a or at the edge of a constitutional crisis. We are in the beginning of a constitutional crisis. I mean, it's happening. Um, so that comes to mind. Uh, it also comes to mind. I want to say this: Alan West and his wife, according to the statement that he put out, had been treating themselves with ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. And now they are, at least he, that's right, the the horse Mm -hmm. dewormer. Uh Yes. And now he is in. Did he he have a whinny in the the release? A whinny in the release? (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, you know, I I just want to put out there, um, people who talk about freedom, it's not freedom, D-U-M-B, you know, you can't be free if you're dead. And no, free we're dumb. not free. Hey, hey, I like that. Free dumb. I like that. Free dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not really spelled that way, I promise. <laughs> and, free to you know, be dumb. Oh, yeah, okay. It's just amazing to me. Um, and it was mentioned last week by our friend, uh, Michael, you know, who just thinks that everybody should, you know, we should all do our own research, right? Well, a lot of people, to a lot of people, that means watch YouTube videos of other people giving misinformation. And then all of a sudden, they've got all this information, and it's just garbage, like take horse dewormer to cure yourself of COVID. Not all information is as good as other information. Um, we have to be able to understand this. We have to be able to teach our kids this or, or have our kids teach us. The kids probably know better. Uh, some of you. We're going to this, because they're getting hold of COVID pretty, you know, pretty good. So, so it's going down. But once, once COVID gets under control, what's going to be the next? What's going to be the next thing? What's going to be the next thing they're going to be doing? I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Who gives a head, a head start, a head start on it? I mean, what are they going to be doing after COVID? Thing? Well, I, mean, I, I want my I mean, they're, to they're already doing it. They're already doing it in the background. They're already uh, starting all this nonsense, complaining of and, and uh, manipulating immigration issues and the budget and deficit. You know, all of a sudden Republicans are, oh my word! You mean we're going to spend <laughs> some money? Please, you know. So they're already wringing their hands over over this faux outrage, uh, you know, and having, you know, what was Jason Miller doing? Uh, over, you know, right before this latest, quote, caravan uh, mm. that of Haitians co- coming here by way of, I, I believe it was Brazil. Jason Miller was detained in Brazil. What was he doing mm-hmm. there? 
what's going on? Then all these people show up in this place in Texas where they never showed up before. You know, they're orchestrating these things to keep people Mm -hmm. on their side of things outraged and angry and not focusing on things that actually matter. So they're coming up with their next outrages, but they're the usual suspects like racism and, and, you know, pretending that Democrats spend money like drunken sailors, even though it's their debt that we're asking them to pay right now. Um, You know, I think that's, it's just the usual stuff. They they do the same things over and over again, expecting different results, but it works for them to get the same results. So, but they treat like they treat America people like they so dumb. It's just well, they they've done a lot of work dumbing us down for a lot of years. They've worked real hard to get a lot of people (laughs) in this country to be dumb. So (laughs) they take pride in that. Wow. Mike? It's a sad state of affairs. Mike? Yeah. You breaking up? Uh, no, we don't hear you. We're waiting you to say something. We're waiting you to say something. No, I, I was just listening to Ms. Rihanna. I'm just saying that uh, you, you were talking about what's next. Well, it's the coup that you're talking about. I mean, uh, yeah. President, the former President Trump, he, he's, he's not going away. That, that's that's the thing. That's the shadow that's going right now, and that, that's what's coming up. He's, he's getting stronger, uh, and he's going he's gonna to run again. And he, if you don't side with him, and you're in the Republican Party, so that's the deeper division again. That, so that's the same thing we have to continue to fight. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, Dr. Michelle Obama said it best: when they go low, we go high, and the way we go high is not to run farther right, farther left, which is run farther away from them. All we have to do is common sense governing on every level, from the mayor's seat to the judge's seat to uh, yeah. the judge's seat to the governor's seat, and, and, and we can run our state and our country. And it starts with our own city block. All government is local government, uh, county, and then state. And so that's what we have to focus on. We can't focus on again. The word I use is shenanigans. Uh, 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 President Biden, his word is malarkey. I use shenanigans. We can't focus on that, and we have to stay focused because we, then the next thing we're doing is battling what he said uh, or exactly. following them, who didn't say this. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. all. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. We can't let mm. them, and they're, they're using that effectively. They, they say a lot of things and just get us out. Uh, some people say down rabbit trails and everything. We have to stay focused. Like yeah. I said earlier, you know, these these local positions, we're seeing the effect of a county commissioner uh, when we're putting these uh, these uh, vaccination sites together because there are funds come out into these counties, a lot of funds. We don't know where they're being spent. We're not at the table uh, when it is yeah. being made. So it, it, I, I, I've seen within the last couple of weeks some meetings there's just a – the money that come into these counties. And see, something, this is something, this is, a lot of the COVID funds have been given to these states and counties, and these decisions have been made locally by these individuals. And a lot of times, you look where that money goes. It's not going to our community. Yeah. It's not, and that's Doc, the we know. We, I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, Doc, what about that mayor? Doc, what about that, 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 that uh, 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 state governor? Joel, I really Olsen, was in Alabama. Uh, 
the Mississippi, Alabama, that was taking them COVID funds you're talking about, want to build prisons with them, want to build two new prisons with them. Oh, I'll tell you what, if we could survey what those COVID funds that used here in the state of Texas down there, you'll you'll be surprised. Because someone told they didn't know what to do with the money. So they decided on their own what they want to do with the money. So, but we're yeah. not there, see, and so that's what's really going on. I'll tell you, it would be, I would say, it would be almost shocking we see where the COVID funds have been used in this state, just like you mentioned there in Alabama, all, all these states, all across. But we have rent to be pay. Rent pay is another one, Doc. Rent pay is another one. They're, 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 oh, they send well, money to pay the people rent, well, and these folks won't get across the money. Yeah. But, but what you have to understand, uh, uh, Brother Arthur, is that it's not just rent paying all those things. It's every time that there's even FEMA money, hurricane money, that the city gets and holds. Our city, yeah. we were bragging about having $44 million. Well, that came from FEMA money, and they didn't use the money to rebuild. We have a dock that's not rebuilt for, for uh, uh, the, the park that's there at the Nature's River. Uh, it's never used to rebuild. They took the money up. They built a coffers. And then for what reason? And then next thing they go buy an uh, uh, empty building and have a, 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 a green lawn and no parking, no nothing, and somebody's going to build. We have to inspect what we expect. And I have a team out here, and the Southeast Texas uh, faith leaders, and we've been digging into it. We found out that what happens is after the money's sitting there, and it's earmarked for one thing, like renter's assistance. Well, if it sits there, they say, well, people didn't qualify. They didn't come in. They didn't bring the right documents. They make it harder for them to skip over the uh, mm-hmm. hurdles and, and get to the money. And so then the money sits there. They got $1.7 million sitting there with that. So next year it comes around. Then they say, well, that money was never utilized, so now we can earmark it for anything that's needed in the city. Right. They don't use it for drainage. They don't use it for streets. They use it mm-hmm. to do silly things. And somehow, all of a sudden, you got city, city uh, 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 council people and stuff driving Tesla. Yep. I'm yep. just telling exactly. you. Yeah, I didn't even specifically work for in uh, $5.2 million were, was not spent this physical year because it wasn't utilized. And I know personally, yeah. there are, a friend of mine who was a contractor who had got him to build, rebuild homes. There are people, there are homes who were not rebuilt. One home he bid it on, he was a little bit bitter. And they denied his bid, and so then it, and so and and not after September one, they got to rebid all again. This same house is sitting there, and so and, and he's there. So we have to uh, be locally involved and see what's going on. With it. Being at the table, just me to see what's going on with the shock and how they're making the decision. But with a lot of this money, it's all our money, all tax bills money. But we're not, right. we're not at the table. We're not there. We don't know what's going on with the money. I like to say well, to uh, the mayor of Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. He's talking my way. Good Lord. Um, bless him. Uh, huh? I said bless him. Bless him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Baptiste. And uh, so anyway, uh, he has gotten grant money, and he and, and he sold some of the grant money to some of the local. Uh, apartment owners that have been there for years and years and years, and they've been struggling because the renters haven't been paying. They haven't been kicking folks out, and he's trying to beautify Port Arthur again. Port Arthur used to be a beautiful city. Now, because the economy and poor people and things like that, older folks dying out, can't keep things up. Uh, tax roll is low. The governor taking $5 million from the school system because uh, this uh, mayor 
had, had decided to uh, to do the right things, and the governor singled him out. And said, and when he talks about it, he talks about the Democratic mayor. Well, wait a minute. First of all, when you run for mayor, no one even talks about a party. Not supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but th- these are the kind of things we have to fight. So he's taking money, and he was throwing like $14,000 in these apartment complex, helping them renovate the place and beautify the city. That, those are the kind of things we have to do. We had a governor last year that gave up $2 billion because there are certain rules and regulations that you have to have. If, you had, if you're a nonprofit and you haven't had $500,000 go through your nonprofit, then they think that you're not functioning well enough. But the problem is, is that it's hard for a, a minority nonprofit to get up and going, uh, especially at that level. So one of the, the, the drawbacks of getting some of the money is that you had to have money to start with. So we had yep. one some other place in this area. Right, there you go. You, uh, they had $500,000, so they started giving it out, and then the government would start replacing that money. But what nonprofit you know that just started two, three years ago had $500,000 in the bank? That's right. That's right. 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 Well, everybody, Dr. McKellar is with us now, so let's uh, see what Dr. McKellar thinks about all this. Welcome. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy belated birthday this time. For real. (laughs) Just just know this. You can say happy birthday to me throughout the entire month of October. That's right. And that was October (laughs) (laughs) first. No, I was I was enjoying just listening. So. so, uh, Pastor Cooper, I want you to know that I met your distinguished mayor on uh, this past week. As everybody knows, we were at the Texas Municipal League Conference in uh, Houston. And so uh, my sorority sister actually is the president of the Texas Municipal League, uh, Ms. Martha Tatum, Karstak uh, Tatum to be exact, and she is also the Vice Deputy Mayor, they call they call their mayor in Houston, Vice Deputy Mayor, pro tem, and so uh, she serves uh, along there with uh, uh, with the distinguished mayor there in uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, we wow. all know and adore him so so much, and he actually proclaimed that day as uh, Martha Tatum Day there in Houston. Um, wow. So, um, Sylvester wow. Turner, and then of course uh, our sorority sister uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, a Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, presented her with a flag that flew over Washington D.C. over the Capitol. So it was an amazing time. And then of course the Black uh, City Council, Black mayors, and Black vice mayors. Our luncheon was held at Texas Southern University. Uh, and so everybody was supporting the black-owned businesses. So we had an amazing, amazing time there in Houston during, uh, during this conference. I think it, the reason why it was just so outstanding in comparison to uh, some of the others in the past is because we were able to see one another. You know, everybody was uh, vaccinated, and so, uh, so it was just good to actually uh, be in the room. And uh, everybody was all spread out. We followed CDC guidelines because even though we were vaccinated, uh, we know that uh, we still we still are being precautious. So it was uh, it was an outstanding week, and I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. So 
the one thing that I know, and I don't know if you guys have already talked about this or not, but I'm sure you've been listening and watching uh, Congressman and woman Sheila Jackson Lee and Al Green, yes. who they're trying to pit their right, their uh, their districts together in one, and we got to fight. And not only yes. those two, but let's take it to California with uh, Congresswoman uh, Maxine Waters and uh, Congresswoman uh, Karen Bass. They're trying to pit those two together trying to get rid of those very, very strong voices uh, that will not back down. They speak up. And so what, what can we do? Well, we need to find out from them what it is that they need for us to do. But I can tell you what we cannot do, and that is we cannot lay down on this. Uh, because what I always say to people, just know that Every congressperson, all 435 congresspeople in this country, how they vote affects every single one of us, even though we have our own individual congresspeople in our district. But their vote represents all of us in America. So we got to fight. And I'm ready for the fight. I'm ready to put these boots back on so we can make sure that, that the quality that that must prevail, that voter suppression, that's all that is all about. And we're number one in America, in Texas, for suppressing the vote. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, and I'm ready to move. I'm ready to rock and roll to help. Well, those. you must have been eavesdropping. You must have been eavesdropping, because that's exactly <laughs> I, how I started I, out the evening. I, I, my yeah, friend, I know you guys Congressman Algren. Yeah, I, 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 he's my arrest buddy. It, it, I will always remember Congressman right, Al Green because it's the first time I've ever been arrested. You know, and so I'm ready. Like I said at the Women's March, I'm ready to be arrested yet again because yes. now we have yes. to fight for his rights. And you guys understand that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and Al Green are the ones, first ones who brought up uh, what is it, HR 40, the reparation that's bill. Right. That's yeah, right. And then the other thing, and he was very vocal, so that's the reason why he's been targeted when he came by. He was the first one to say impeach uh, President uh, Trump. So these, right. these are the yep. little facts of history we have to come back and bring back up over and over again. And, again, we can't be on our heels fighting. So we have to continue to register people to vote. We have to continue to vote. East Texas is the reason why we target that area because of the fact it's the most suppressed area in the world. But when we wake up those giants in East Texas, I'm calling yes. them giants. The Bible says call those things that be not as though they were. I'm calling them giants yes. right now. They're voting machines right now. They're going to, as Brother Arthur always say, they block of voters right there, and we can start with East Texas all the way to Smith County, back down to Jefferson County, and we can combine that voting block and, and control an entire state and do the right thing. It's not about, again, the blue wave or tidal wave, a tsunami. It is about doing common sense governing and being good politicians yes. for all people, not for a party. That's all right. That's all right. Well, I'm ready. I, I, just, want, I just want to know what we need to do to make it happen. That's what I want to know. I'm ready. We cannot stand by. I won't stand by. <laughs> I won't. So, uh-uh. We can get ready to load those buses up and, and get on down there to Austin and wherever else we need to go, uh, Sacramento, California, wherever we need to go, we need to go. You know, We, we need to start in Houston, Texas. Start in Houston, Texas, and and then uh, go go to Austin, Texas. You know, I was going to be a part of a bike ride from uh, 
Houston to Austin. And we already did a slab ride already this year uh, with my friend, Dr. Candace Matthews. We need to have her on the show. And uh, we've been fighting this for a long time now. We we wanted to call it uh, Jim Crow 2.0, when we started that yeah. campaign. And we saw the handwriting on the wall. Here we are yet again. So we have to continue this fight. We have to make some noise. We have to get in a hurry. Uh, so, uh, Brother Austin, y'all better jump in there because I, I'm ready to go right now. We, we're, we're aggravated. We're agitated. Uh, and we're ready to go. We're not mad because we can't think when we're mad. We're focused and ready. No. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Absolutely. Stay focused. That's right. That's right. Turn turn that in, turn that energy into something positive. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and we okay. have to and we have to and we have to, and we have to blow up. We have to blow up the black vote. We we That's we, we must up. do that because really, because Jared, if you just stop and check, when you look at what you know, folks, okay, like we've been thrown to the quote liberal corner. But, but but most black folks are, are conservative to, to, to moderate, the ones I know. And, and basically, you know, what we're asking uh, is that is that we put together uh, a campaign uh, down in East Texas where, uh, where the African country is over a million, I'm down there, uh, where they can realize the power that they have in this upcoming election. Uh, and we know they've been suppressed for a long time. And, uh, you know, you got what, 68 counties, 85 precincts. So there's a lot of work to be done down there. If, if we can get this Voting Rights Act passed where they can do mail-in voting, that would help tremendously. So I'm just praying and hoping that the Democrats uh, will uh, see this moment and understand the moment we're in and uh, by any means necessary get done what we need to get, you know, doing. Um, I look at Washington and I see... I, I think that's, that's what Malcolm uh, said, did not? Did Malcolm not say by any means necessary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, they're trying to overthrow democracy by any means necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what I'm seeing over here in East Texas with all these uh, sites uh, we mentioned earlier working through the black churches in the community, and also along with the Democratic Party over here, I, I see a partnership growing. There are people getting to talk, getting involved, uh, and, and with the Democratic Party, the chairs have been very active in organizing a lot of these vaccination sites where there are meeting with people, you know, in these in these rural communities, in these neighborhoods, seeing people for the first time. And I'm I'm beginning to feel that grassroots well over in East Texas it is through a partnership. Uh, with the Democratic Party and other groups in with the black churches, the black pastors, uh, they they feel they begin to be listened. I, I hate to say for the first time, uh, and they're also beginning to feel that they have a voice. I mentioned earlier there are there are numerous individuals are moving back to these areas. They're looking at all these positions they can run in. They are seeing what the what's happening uh, for as funds coming into these communities. Businessship, businesses, entrepreneurship—they, you know—they want to revitalize these 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 communities, these these towns. So I see a partnership that's brewing. If we can continue that partnership with the Democratic Party and everybody over here, we the change will occur in East Texas. The grassroots yeah. change will occur. There are people will be coming out and never, you know, they're talking now. They they want to be involved. They come to these sites. They just want to listen. They want to see. And, and I, I, we just need to continue that partnership. 
uh, with the group and, they, and like uh, Pastor Cooper over in this area and coming in and and interesting people seeing you and everything. And I think that's that's a very positive move and that that is moving East Texas. And of course, what Dr. Keller is doing over here is all over the place. So you know that's that's, that's helping. Right. That is really helping. I'm 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 a, I'm a living witness to see the results. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 Doc, let me say this right quick. Uh, sure, like, I'm not going off into it because he, he, I'm sure you're, you know the, you know Coop, he'll be telling you about it uh, a little bit later on. But but uh, right. but he's launched a channel. He he's launched his own channel, and so uh, where he's going to be able to actually uh, meet with people, uh, uh, you know, in a you know in a more comfortable setting. And I think they're going to like the format. Uh, uh, he's he's going to be easily accessed. He'll be able to you know. You know, send us information out, answer their questions. So we're excited about that, and I'm not going to unless you want to say something else about it. But we're gonna we're gonna be rolling that out, uh, uh, and I think that's gonna help us with with uh, the communication part as far as working with East Texas and and getting our message out. Excellent, that's excellent because we have these types, these what we call these church these church hubs. We have people ready for that. You know, they are yeah. they're calm. They become so just you know that. That's that's great news to hear because I've seen where Alan West been in some of these areas, how they rolled Carver out and told he was there and did all the news deals. If we would do it likewise, what you just mentioned, that would that would be powerful. And also get the youth involved, you know, uh, yeah. over here in East Texas. Let them know their part. Listen to them and let, and get them yeah. involved. But they have a lot of energy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we, but, well, we and, need those fast feet, right? Like Miss Rihanna's feet. Yeah. Also, you know, we've we've been known to, um, from time to time, things that we really harp on. For some reason, somebody is is listening on the national level because we hear it uh, echoed back. So let me just say this, National Party, National Democratic Party, you better keep giving people something to vote for. Four. Oh yes. Take for granted the votes that you have gotten, the positions you've gotten. We have we're in a situation right now where if the tables were turned and the Republican Party had exactly this much power, they would yes. have passed tax cuts. They would have you know anything and everything that they could have done. Let's get on it. We must pass. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act, we must get people health care. We must make sure that this fascist coup is halted in its tracks. Absolutely must do it any means necessary. Get rid of that filibuster. There are structural changes that have to happen, and the only time to do that is when you have power, and you have enough power that if the Republicans had it, they would be seizing it right now. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, Marxie would be gone right now if they would have won. Right. Marx would have been gone. Right. Well, because someone asked, have... yes, someone said other day, someone other day asked a question. They said, we thought we had a majority up there. You yeah. know, they said, what happened? Right. What's happening? You know, that's that you exactly right. That's, that's confusing people. They don't see, they don't see the, the completion up there, what they thought they should have. So, I, you know, right. what is the plan? They ask, so they're saying, what is the Democratic plan? You know, so I'm just putting what people are saying. So those in position, let's, let's work on that. That's right. That's because we have, right. uh, we have a, a, a Wilson sheep's clothing. Yeah. 
Well, we have uh, Wilson Sheets calling. That's what it is. A couple yeah, of them. That's exactly a couple what it is. of them. Well, yeah. Well, we got such a dumbed down education system, man. Until for them to be able to to do this kind of uh, Orwellian, uh, simplistic yes. looking stuff, and for people to react yes. like that, that man, we've yes. been educated into this. I'm telling you, this is this that's is right. a, a, you know this is a shame. A shame. Again, like I said, you know. CRT, the whole thing's about we don't want white kids to feel bad. Well, what about the black kids? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. What about the black kids? So I'm just saying that, right. again, it's in your face, and we need to act like it's in our face. You yeah. know, we don't need to pretend it's okay. It's not okay. It's, you know, and, right. and, I, and I just want to see the national part have a little bit more urgency about the situation. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I want, the, I want those two bills to pass. You know, I want them to pass, but the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, you know, we got some demo publicans. So, uh, yes. you know, and you know, you know, that just, you know, they don't want to realize. They don't look, you know, they're not looking at the folks that try to overturn, you know, the country and all that kind of stuff. They still into their, like, some normal time. So until, right, you know, we can get the leadership to actually, you know, like, say, go ahead and, and and move the stuff. Because I guarantee you, if you don't move it, you're losing. Yep. Yes. Well, all these people hollering at school board meetings threatening nurses, freaking out on airplanes over masks, mm-hmm. over, uh, mm-hmm. you know, critical race theory, over vaccines. And all yeah, in final, every bit that's going to be taken away from all of us by these horrible, uh, you know, voter restrictions that are going to be passing in state after state after state and these horrible abortion laws that turn neighbor against neighbor for money, that's going to happen to these people too. While they're complaining about critical race theory and have no idea what it is, their voting right. rights are being just as threatened as mine and yours. And, yep. and they don't even realize it. The last guy told them to drink bleach, and they thought that everything he said was true. We're being exactly. gaslighted right in front of our faces, and and they're worried about masks, and it's crazy. But let me give an example. You know, a white privilege. To show, to you know, show my white friends about how much privilege you actually got now. When the COVID thing came down, I've never seen so many white folks in the black community getting shots, getting free groceries, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. the privilege you thought you had, I'm telling you, the COVID should have showed you that you don't have that no more. You don't have it. Right. You know, that's why you was there. I mean, that's why you you and they were going crazy, and black folks we sat around looking at each other going. Hey, you know, this is like, what? <laughs> it's like when we were freaking out when Trump won. And every single black friend I have says, oh, what are you doing crying? <laughs> How did you not see this coming a mile away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so, 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 so I just want them to understand that, you know, like the, the white privilege that they thought they had back then, even with, with Nixon and them, you don't even have that no more. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, COVID just showed us that we were all on equal footage. Yes. Well, not even not even that with the the way it affects people of color. And well, well, still, that's true. <laughs> that that was still something for them to to cling on to the idea of privilege of oh well it's not white people getting it. I mean, remember Mr. Arthur said over and over that, you know, that, that mentality was out there. And then I had that story where, yep, it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is an article that appeared in the Internal Medicine 
5th of October. It was titled Racial and Ethnic Dispar- uh, Disparity in Excessive Death During the COVID-19 Pandemic, March to December 20th. That need to be looked at. They're talking about the death rate among blacks, how to expand them, and the, and the urgency of it. So, uh, Ms. Rihanna, you might want to just reference that for people to look at that. That's a quality journal, Journal yes, of Internal Medicine. Talk about the racial and ethnic disparities and excessive death of blacks and Hispanics during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll put that, that link in the show hey, description. Hey, Doc, we lost three and a half years of life expectancy. Oh, yes. That's yeah. continuation. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you about life expectancy. So that's a lot of folks died right there. Another, another mm-hmm. thing we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, more than 200,000 U.S. kids or caregivers, uh, caregivers died during that's the right. pandemic. We look at that. Uh, the large percentage yeah. of those are black and Hispanic kids. And we remember our history. The last time we had orphans in this country, was immediately after the, the plantation. All the black kids were left off the plantation. Right. We had we had that the, the we had the orphans. If we look and see now there are hundred and twenty thousand kids who caregivers. We're talking about grandparents who have died and, and these kids are by themselves. Right. So what we need to do is look at don't let them fall through uh the system. Well you know where they're gonna right. fall. Because we have you kids who probably have to that's getting ready to graduate. We need to reach out and find and support these kids, all our organizations, because their grandparents are there, you know, they're there by themselves. So we need to, that's a, that's a, we, that's a, that's a, that's a priority. We need to make sure these kids are taken care of some kind of way in some kind of. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're being orphanage and then, and then like when they turn 18, the services stop and then they wind up on the street. You were the yeah. street that went into the penitentiary. Yeah, y'all saw that article. I read that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was uh, telling um, Jason and Justin and um, was it Corey this weekend, uh, Arthur and, and my team, we were in uh, Arlington at the TSU and the uh, Southern game. And whereas our team, Texas Southern University, won, uh, you know, they, they pitched it as a uh, battle of the bands. But, man, it was an excellent football game. Uh, I got to catch some of it, but, uh, yeah, and, and we were there to help award the trophy, and so thanks to them. But I was in the middle of the field being who I am, and I was making an observation. I said, man, the southern side is packed. And I think I had to walk through the southern side. I said, wait, wait a minute. I thought TSU's uh, color was burgundy. I said, I'm on the wrong side. So he marched me through there, and I came around, and I looked on the TSU side. I said, it's a handful of folks. What is going on? And so uh, the organizers just looked at me, kind of put their heads down. And I told them, I said, give me a call. Invite me to the next meeting. Whether I'm your governor or not, which I'll be their governor. I said, I want to make sure that we get our children, our kids involved, that we have to get these nonprofits together, raise money. All of our kids, we, we talk about third ward, fifth ward there in Houston. Uh, uh, yeah, fifth ward in Houston. And they're trying to uh, uh, regrow the uh, community and re- but we need to go back to our kids, get these kids on buses, the, the football players, expose them to these HBCU schools. TSU is a wonderful school. Matter of fact, uh, um, Southern, any one of those schools, uh, Grambling, any, any of those schools, Prairie View, we go all up in East Texas there and, and look at these schools. Uh, yes. So yes. We, we have to bring those. We can, I mean, could you imagine uh, having five bus load of kids coming out of East Texas and bring them to that Texas Southern University game? 
We would have to stand yeah. in school. We have to take it from thirty thousand uh, seater to uh, awesome. to the uh, Dallas Stadium. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome, you know, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, love we, it. I'm, I'm just you know, you know, we need to. I was going to mention the doctor, but we need to get the HBCU hit and uh, and, yeah. and and meet with them. They need to get back in the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just just straight across. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm issue long, and I've been. Uh, I one of the guys called me this weekend uh, from the game. I was saying, you know, we've been preaching about getting TSU pharmacy school involved in East Texas right. and in the rural area, in the rural communities. We have students from UT pharmacy school up here working with us out in these communities of color. I'm just saying, I'm just being frank and honest. With our school, we need to meet with the presidents of HBCUs and get them in the game because what we're talking about and everything and what we need, we need resources. The university needs to be doing research for us. They need to be doing data for us. They, you know, they, they need to become a resource for us out here in this field. You know, uh, they're not going to need to be doing research. They need to be looking at this. They need to be identifying this and also become a resource for the community, the community they're in. You know, if you want to start a business in any of these communities, you should be able to go to one of these HBCUs, get your business plan and everything, or if, you, if they have a business component, to walk you through business. That, that's, that's not happening. Without yeah, that's we, need data, we, we, we talk about telehealth, telemedicine. There are people who are part of those with telemedicine, but I don't know how the HBCUs are involved with telemedicine. There are groups who are going to come and yeah, partner yeah. with us in medicine through these, uh, the rural area of East Texas. So we got to get these yeah. schools on board, uh, talk with them so they can get in the game, you know. And, 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 and the build back better plan, and the build back better plan, forty-five billion dollars, and the build back better plan, forty-five billion dollars that they're discussing now. Uh, right. Part of that is your know, infrastructure. Uh, some of it is is uh, having the HBCUs uh, partnering with the government institutes doing research and different stuff, which would also you know help. So. Uh, so, so all the stuff you're talking about is actually in there because he, he 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 has recommended a record uh, number of money. Tell you about the research. Let me tell you about the research. Make sure who they're we researching with. See, there there need to be people from the community in the research component. So if you follow and put that money away, I think they mentioned Howard. I think they mentioned Howard Medical School is one of them. Well, yes, that's right. But, you know, we, we're looking at the prostate. How many urologists we have here in, in, uh, in East Texas? I mean, when, when we look at the medical clinics, the, the health disparities that we're talking about, where are our schools? That's why I say these schools need to get in the game. You know, for example, students can be defrayed their, their, their loans, whatever they practice in a rural site. Well, we, we, need, we, we shouldn't have a problem short of health care workers, healthcare workers or medical school people. We should be able to set up a clinic and partner with Howard, all of them, rotate their students through uh, the East Texas area. Because I tell you, people, uh, rural health is different from community of color health. So if you're in the medical school training someone, you need to train someone how to work in a community of color. And the schools need to, and that's what I was telling TSU Pharmacy School, these students need to be out here learning how to communicate with a person in color that lives in a rural area. And so that's and that, and, 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 and we can sure help. 
Can I may I share something with you, you guys? I, I I'm just loving listening to you talking about this. I just finished sitting around the dinner table with, let's see, how many out of ten of us think uh, out of ten of us seven were physicians. Uh, we're working and we had the the only female that applied for the position of dean of the medical school uh, we were uh, interviewing and br- brought her in and uh, everybody's trying to get to East Texas uh, one of the physicians that's helping us to set up the medical school uh, is uh, is out of uh, Austin she this is the second medical school that she has uh, helped to set up and uh, She's saying, "I want, I want to get back. I want to get back to Tyler, but, but, but I don't know if you guys saw this or know this, but uh, our uh, national president, uh, Dr. Linda Glover, who is the president of, of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority nationally and uh, internationally, I should say, that includes our our chapters overseas and in the country." Uh, she's also a JD. I don't know if you guys know that. And she's an attorney. She's a CPA, and then she's got a doctorate in um, in education. And she just finished testifying on the Hill uh, in, in, to Congress about funding for HBCUs. And she says it's time out. I'm, I'm gonna have to send that forwarded to so Miss Brianna can send it to everybody. She said it's time out for all of this money that's going into all these other universities and not yes. coming to HBCU. Mm-hmm. She says yes. the question was asked, well, people are asking, why do you need HBCUs? <laughs> and, and her, wow. her question was, why would you not need HBCUs? It, it, things have changed a little bit, but it's not totally changed from as to why HBU, HBCUs were set up and established. In the first place, would you agree? Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, yeah. So it's sitting there listening to, and we were talking about how the the uh, rural hospitals are closing down, and the importance of us being able to transcend and get that health care out there into the community. I talk talked to them about about Dr. Hagney's uh, octopus uh, <laughs> uh, concept, and so they, they're realizing. They're realizing the need for more people of color to be involved in in, uh, in medicine because we know unequivocally that, and we've talked about this before, that, that a person, a, a, a black woman, is have more tendency to talk to another black woman about uh, her breast cancer or her having... Uh, fluid oozing from her breast than to talk about anybody else. How do we know that? We know unequivocally because we look at the number of women that we discovered uh, during our breast cancer research through University of Texas uh, in Austin, how many of them uh, didn't say a word to anybody. But when we started the program, they began to unfold and let us know uh, what was going on with their bodies. So mm-hmm. I want to start, I, I, and, and I'm going to give it back to you in just a, just a second, but I, I want us to start back to setting up mentor-mentee programs, starting with 
uh, and I, I want to see more young girls in this. Rihanna knows that that's well, that's she and I have that's one of our affinities is to have more girls involved in the STEM program, and we know that the person who holds the position in Congress in this District One right now uh, was he was against uh, girls uh, saying that what about the boys, and oh, so poor uh, boys, so, yeah, poor boys, yes, and so we want to have poor white more boys. Good, poor, exactly. Starting in the sixth grade of mentoring, and if we see that they have the skills and the ability, uh, they're very bright students, that we can mentor them all the way up to when it's time to graduate from high school and graduate mm-hmm. from college and go to medical school, they can go to medical school right here in Thailand right. and develop a COVID exactly. vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I digress. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Uh, while we were talking about Congress, and you know, we were, we were partnering with uh, the prostate uh, cancer group with the PSAs. I just for uh, Bobby, Representative Bobby Rush up there in Chicago, he has a bill. He's, uh, well, it's not a bill yet. He needs signature on H.R. 1176, which uh, will wipe out the uh, copay for a PSA. Now, two weeks ago, he only had 23 signatures for that to become a bill. So, so when we look at the octopus plan, when you think about health care, when you cost of a PSA, if you could eliminate that PSA cost, how many black males, that won't be a deterrent for a lot of black males. So that uh, he may have more, more signatures by now, but that H.R. 1176, two weeks ago, I think he had less than 50 signatures for that to become a bill. Can you imagine the impact of, of, of uh, co- not having to pay a copay? On the PSA for a prostate in America, and from a from from a uh, community of color perspective, so I just hope I get the word out. I hope he has all the signature he needs for that to become a bill. But if you know anybody, everybody, that's HR eleven seventy six. Being sponsored by Representative Bobby Rush, I think he's out of Chicago. There, he needs signatures on that bill so they can remove the copay from a PSA test. Wow. Absolutely. You know, uh, when you say that kind of stuff, it makes me think of my uh, dissertation that I'm working on. I had to put on hold because I'm running for government. This was the thing I'm trying to do to become governor. And it was social economical disparities in the African American communities, and healthcare was number one. Yes. That's it? Yeah. Healthcare. When I did all my empirical studies, healthcare was number one. And, and then uh, education and, and simple things that when I started doing my uh, uh, all of my tests and all of my samples and all of my co- data collections is that sidewalks in, for high school students, they have them from elementary, but like right here in Beaumont, in Beaumont United, New School, and, and they won a state championship in basketball last year. But if they wear their new basketball shoes to school and they walk, they're going to get them muddy, mm-hmm. dirty, and wet walking through the grass because there's not a sidewalk nowhere around the high school. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I go throughout the state of Texas, I find that as a common pattern. Just simple mm-hmm. things as sidewalks around yeah. high schools in African you know, communities, black and brown communities. Oh. That is, or, you know, we were talking about earlier, there was a discussion, check, someone was saying the school districts in uh, uh, the water, lake content, uh, oh, yeah. It's more than yeah. six in all the school. I was saying what I want to do is call every superintendent in the state of Texas. He should know the lead content of the water of his kids. 
you know, people protesting yeah. math and everything in, in a in a school board meeting, and the kids may be yeah. drinking water. Yeah. So that that so every superintendent of a school district need to know his lead after after Michigan high in world. You not know, you don't monitor you don't know the lead content right. of your water of your students in your in, in your school. So I, right. that's of course somebody needs to act. Every superintendent of the state of Texas, if he or she know with the lead content of the water in the school. I, I don't know. I just saw oh, that. That might prove. It might want to follow that. Yes. Right. Lead paint. Uh, if the school is built before 1970, you guarantee it's lead paint, and then they paint it over. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> before 1972. Yeah. Okay, I'm off two years because it's been a while since I've done a study. It's six years ago. So 1972 is, is verified if it was built before 1972. And, again, in most areas, you have hand-me-down schools, hand-me-down books. That's how we grew yeah. up, you know. So I was That's excited it. when I got, yeah, when I got bus across town, took me 45 minutes to go to the school. Then I had one right down the street from me I could have walked to. But they bus me across <laughs> town. Uh, they didn't bus them to us, but we were bus to them. But I was excited because they had new gym. I didn't know that the basketball can actually bounce off the floor and come back to the hand. Mm. And that bounced mm-hmm. up and right because we had dead wood under our floors, whereas their floors were waxed and thick. So, I mean, I was excited, you know, uh, to, to have these tools that, uh, you know, pencils and paper and notebooks and uh, books. We didn't have that at the other school. Right. That's it. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up in the in that way because when you talked about all the research for the um, disparities uh, in healthcare yeah. being number one, you know there are lots of people um, who pump out a lot of propaganda and they use the tactics of jumping around and making things really simple and you know oh you know. Um, there's no disparity, you know, uh, what's different, what what rights do I have that you don't? And, you know, they, they make everything black and white. But as you mentioned, there's layer upon layer upon layer that make those disparities real. And that was just a really good illustration uh, about the school. Um, the, I mean, and the same is true, is true in healthcare. And Dr. McKellar brought up a perfect example just uh, African American women being more willing to talk to another African American uh, woman about uh, breast issues, for example, uh, those kinds of disparities. I just think it's important for people to hear, you know, and say, "Okay, well, I didn't think about that because there's an awful lot of white people out here who, you know, black and white is is an easy way to look at things sometimes." And um, it's just not a, it's not black and white. There's so much gray and so many layers, and it's real. And I, I just these illustrations are excellent. No, it's not just gray, uh, Ms. Rihanna. It, 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 it's absolutely black and white because I'm so excited about going to East Texas all the time because I'm around folks that look like me in every le- yeah. level. When when I saw Dr. Yeah. Hagney, I mean. I can kind of tell him his voice and, uh, you know, he's friends with Dr. McKellar. But when I saw him, I was like, whoa, it's Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know, he's an intelligent man. Well, the, the, the show, not, not necessarily. Dr. Yeah. Huffable, if you would. The, the show. So, so I, I'm just saying, so, the, yeah, the show. So not to confuse him with the other form, but, you know, the perception of what we're trying to build here. And, and, and I'm, I'm impressed with it. I almost have to say, and I'm going to have to do some research on myself, that 
I think he's the first African-American pharmacist I ever met. Hmm. Right. Wow. Oh, yes, you're that's the first African-American pharmacist I've met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> that's been the yeah. Okay. Then don't talk that. Well, I should start to tell Let me tell you mine again. Well, Pastor Curry, and certainly the first one that's a PharmD that has a doctorate in pharmacology, yeah. you know, there, there, I, I know, I know, I know quite a good number of them. I went to school with some, but they don't have that Farm D behind their name. <laughs> Can we, when you come back in right. the right. I'm going to introduce you to some more. <laughs> yeah. but we now, have, now, we have we some have CDS and farms and stuff like this, but they, they've had some people that like the Farm D that's been transferred in. But a lot of those right. are Nigerian or from Africa. You know, so I'm just, I, I'm just telling you, so I, I, I'm a research right. kind of guy. I, I'm a student of life. Yeah. And I pay attention. The other thing is, when I had my, my vaccination, I was there in Tyler, Texas, getting those, and I had an African-American nurse that uh, performed the procedure. She right. handled me with care. She handled, this is the first time. In, in the area I live in, it's mostly Caucasian women and Filipino women and some other that are nurses in my area. And I'm just going to tell you, when it's time for the shot, it's a grab, it's a hold, it's a pinch, and going about your way. When I tell you it was care and love, it, it, it made all the difference in the world. And I didn't realize that until tonight. Wow. Hmm. Good oh, point. Yeah. Great point. Oh, yeah. Great point. <laughs> Great point. Wow. Let's see. What else is going on in, in the country, Ms. Rihanna? I think that People are still saying that President Biden did not win this election. Oh, where will this? Where will it stop? What do we need to do as citizens? That's why I was talking about that. You guys already talked about it, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more because I was down there in Houston with. Uh, with uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, and it's just mm-hmm. so obvious what this what this is really all about trying yes. to shut people down. Yeah, and some great point about Sheila Jackson Lee, as well as Congressman Al Green, were the first yes. ones to start talking about reparation. Right. Right. And and it, it's just it's sad to me that we're still talking about some of the same things mm-hmm. that Representative the late John Lewis talked about as a young boy in his twenties, right. right? Young man before we were even That's thought right. about. He was talking about mm-hmm. it. our grandparents were talking about the same thing, and here we are today. Still talking about the same thing, and this guy having the pull that he has. When will it stop? I mean, when will they stop covering all of this foolishness that he talks? He continues to talk about on mm-hmm. television. He's on national television, still saying the same thing. We're still covering this, and yeah. so that's why you hear you hear people say, "What good is it for the Democrats to be?" In the House, 
in the Senate, in 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 the Capitol, mm-hmm. in the White House, rather, and still, let's talk about that. What what can we do as citizens to help the well, citizens? I think we have to stop is, coddling is, these people. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Miss Rihanna, they yeah, have Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. Well, we have to stop coddling these points. I mean, we've all known this for a long time, but hopefully by now most people understand it for what it is, at, especially at this point. These people who are spouting this crazy nonsense and parroting back these, these lies, they know they are lying. So it's not about coddling the conversation, coddling them through, you know, presenting facts. That's not what this is about. They know they are lying. Their goal is the same goal as the people pumping out the lies that they are parroting. And we all understand what those goals are. We all understand it. So, you know, this isn't really about, you know, well, we've got to just bring more people into the fold. The the people who are spouting these lies, those, they are the ones that are in the throes of of death that we've been talking about. It's a long process, unfortunately, but, you know, the demographics are changing. That's a scary thing. Uh, This group of people want to hold on to power. And, and keep things the way they are. That's why the most secure election we've ever had also happened to be, you know, a record number of people of color coming out to vote. And in response to that, they start restricting votes in the most draconian ways possible and gerrymandering and acting crazier and crazier. They know they're lying. This isn't about sympathy or reaching out. They're, too, they're not on your side. They're not going to be on your side. Fortunately, there's way more of us than there are of them. We've got to start dealing just in fact. There's no reason to address utter nonsense. There's no reason to fight with somebody who said, well, Trump really won. You know, it's obvious because, you know, Cesar Chavez was involved and, you know, (laughs) whatever Dominion voter systems have bamboo paper, whatever, whatever. They're lying. They know they're lying. They hate the same people that the the big liars hate. That's what it's all about. We can't coddle that. We can't give any oxygen to their nonsense. They're a few and and dying number. They're just really loud, and they can beat us if we don't stay engaged. Very good. So we got to stop playing their game. Uh, Yes, Pastor Cooper. Well, exactly. Stop playing the game. And the other thing, too, and this is what's real sad, is that we have to stop giving, you know, the news media watches story. If, it, if we continue to give it a life by tuning in, they continue to get, pour, pump into it. Uh, this That's weekend right. I had the first inauguration of my youth golf tournament for NAACP, and it was a smashing hit. And one of the ladies said, help us, Cooper, call all the people in the media that you know and, and do a press release, and we want to have all the media here. <laughs> And I laughed, and, and every now and then I have to deal with reality, and I, I, I wanted to just train them a little bit. I said, y'all, this is a good thing. They're not showing up. 
They don't show up for chaos and confusion. Now, if I was calling a press conference to cuss out the chief of police, they'll be there because it's the president of NAACP against the chief of police. That's good news for them. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter if it's a black news reporter or a white news reporter. That's what they're Mm -hmm. covering. Uh, uh, What is it? Uh, uh, Conflict sells newspapers. The other thing is controversy also sells newspapers. Other thing is just like with Facebook, that, that that confirms my research. Last week you had a whistleblower that was talking about they were selling more ads and pages on pages that they highlighted that was more controversial than that of good. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. It's a sad, it's a sad day when that happens. It's a sad day yes. when when conflict news sells better than good news, and that's what it does. Right. And there's you know, a lot of really good journalism. independent the journalism leads. going on. Lead the league. You know how they do it. I'm sorry, I missed Rian. I missed that. What What were you saying? That last thing you said? Oh, oh I, I just wanted to add, uh, piggyback on to what Pastor Cooper was saying. There's a, there's a lot of really great independent journalism going on uh, for I, discerning audiences to understand when they're getting good information and, and all of that. There are so right. many. We're one of them. We're, we're an That's independent, right. you know. And so everybody out there, you don't need CNN. Donald Trump was right about some things but you know a broken clock is right twice twice a day uh <laughs> you know some of some of the yeah. criticism of the mainstream media right, right. Mm-hmm. fake news well you know yeah, the technology right. is Absolutely. out there now where you can make, you, you you create your own media now the technology is here right. so you create your own media and get it to the people that you want to get it to <clears throat> you know uh it, it goes down to rely on the channel four, eight, and eleven for for your to get your stuff out. That's passe. That's not really how you reach yeah. people anymore. So but it's lazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, and we have a lazy society. It needs to be spoon spoon fed dirt and trash and garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well now we we we, we need, well, okay, like your well, like I mean, some people. Yeah, you're right about that. But like your golf tournament, you know, like again, you know, you create your own media for your golf tournament. Right. And which I did. And that's why we had a regular yeah. turnout. Yeah. yeah, we had people drive That's in from uh, Houston, Dallas, Alabama. It was a record turn. I mean, we we were sold out of everything. Excellent. People were excited, raised money. We're raising money to, to uh, send our youth to the African American yeah. Museum in Washington D.C. We're excited cool. about this program. Well, yeah. golf tur- golf tournaments are amazing, uh, amazing fundraisers. You know, I, I have yes. ne- I have never heard of a bad golf tournament. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just having to well, also it's I a mean, healing agent. Uh, I found yeah, out because yeah. when, I was I was shocked and surprised because we had commissioners that were black and white playing together. We had uh, city councilmen from other cities drive in because they heard. I didn't yeah. realize that we, we had this. It makes me want to do it again next week. I mean, I've never done oh, anything in so. my life where. <laughs> oh yeah, that I was really excited about, and people tell me. I mean, I had to leave because Arthur and I were meeting up in Arlington, and I left as they were halfway through playing. And they were sending me right. pictures where they made contacts, and they're going to continue, yeah. kind of like what you do with your mayors and the city council, and then you went to in Houston. 
and they're going to continue the conversation. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. Well, speaking of activities, you guys know that the infamous Rose Festival is this weekend here in Tyler, Texas, and we're going to have 350 to 400,000 people that come out every single year, uh, except for the last two years when we didn't have it because of COVID. But we have people that come from every place uh, to uh, to our Rose Festival. And so uh, so they're getting prepared, all cranked up and ready to go. We'll go to the Queen's Tea on Wednesday and the Queen's Luncheon on on Friday. But we still don't have a black queen yet. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that one in. <laughs> well, that's overdue. Yeah. yeah, that's way overdue there. Oh, yes. You're right. But uh, it's, it's a major event. Because princesses were black women, black young women. Except <laughs> since, since the roses hailed from some black folks' land here mm-hmm. in East Texas, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's a great event, brings in lots of money, lots of resources into our great city and stuff. So let me let me just throw this out there to you, uh, guys, uh, that you know that A Taste of North Delight is getting ready to open its doors, and we're just excited to death about uh, that getting ready to come down the pipe. Uh, we're, we're pushing hard to um, to open up. Uh, on the 23rd of October, and so we're hoping that we know Miss Rihanna can't come down and be with us, but but all everybody else on this uh, as the host oh, yes. and co-host can can be here with us, and we're just really uh, excited about uh, the movement and everything that's mm-hmm. taking place, uh, and getting everybody out to give us our inspection, and so that we can just move on forward. So we're really excited mm-hmm. about. Uh, about it, uh, the uh, the people at the dinner tonight, uh, Dr. Julie Pulley. You guys have to meet her. She is amazing. Uh, we uh, actually went to graduated from Texas Women's University. Uh, she was actually in the College of Nursing, and uh, and then worked a, a while as a nurse. And so, and I went on into the military, and she went on to medical school, and now she is our chief. Uh, and uh, is doing amazing, amazing work. And so we have physicians in here from Austin and all of those that I, I proudly serve on the board with. And uh, and they said uh, we, we're going to have we're going to have many of our events at Councilwoman's Restaurant. Uh, so the, the support the support has been amazing, guys. And I'm going to tell you, uh, we I, I think we're on to something. With uh, with this restaurant, and and one day I, I told them one day we'll have a it's going to be fine dining in the evening time. Uh, we just actually, matter of fact, we just finished having uh, dinner at uh, a Prime One Hundred Two uh, downtown Tyler, and uh, and uh, it was fine. It was truly fine dining, and so, um, but but on one day we're going to have a potato bar. And you can load up whatever you want on that potato, from brisket to 
chicken to shrimp to whatever you want to load up on that potato, on that baked potato. And then another one of our days is going to be hot dog day, and we're going to have every kind of hot dog, every kind of sausage, uh, and and, uh, put the sauerkraut and put the um, coleslaw and whatever else that you want on your dog. Uh, that's something that we don't have here in Thailand. Nobody's doing that, so we're going to have a hot dog bar. And uh, and then on, uh, we already have Taco Tuesday here in Thailand, so we're going to have Taco Thursday. And then, of course, we on Friday is going to be a big seafood day. And then um, and then on, you can still order uh, from the regular menu, but those are our specialties where you can walk through and grab. If you only have 30 minutes or 40 minutes for lunch, you can walk through and grab that dog or grab that potato and uh, grab that taco or grab that uh, seafood uh, platter, uh, whether you take it with you or whether you sit down in the restaurant and eat it on Friday. And then on Sunday will be the Sunday brunch. And so we put together uh, a fancy drinks. We eventually will uh, will probably go toward serving uh, wine and beer, but but there's a specialty drink that's put together to go along with. Uh, a lot of people remember uh, when you had your Sunday brunch. They had a samosa, which is with mm-hmm. champagne and orange juice, right? <laughs> you said, mm-hmm. yeah. So well, <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, uh, we're going to have uh, elderberry or. Cranberry, uh, all the different kinds of uh, sparkles of a drink that you can add to go along with your Sunday brunch. And so that can be served to you uh, while you're sitting down. You, you can walk through and order and then, uh, and then be seated. And then we've already petitioned to get our, uh, to get our patio built. And I'm taking four, four parking spaces and building that out to make it our patio uh, outside. And, and even with, with COVID, that people like to sit out and we can spread out. That gives us even more room. And uh, and so those four parking spaces, we'll put them at the very back, back there, because you know you have to have X amount of parking spaces for uh, for buildings and, and certain sizes. That's the city ordinance. But we're really excited, guys about getting this restaurant open and up and, and running. And I think that's going to bring uh, just – it's going to lift up uh, North Tyler and having something very different that's not even in the city of Tyler, period, but we're going to have it in our in our district. So wow. we'll – stay tuned, I should say. And I have to going to start soon. We, we're going to have uh, – we want Dr. Hagby to, to set up the, on our grand opening day, okay. set up a, that, a booth out there to – yes, yes, to <laughs> vaccinate the people. Vaccinate no, the people. We'll exhibit there. Also, my class yeah. is planning – they want to book a, a holiday. So when, when can we go. start? Okay. Uh, we're going to – Christmas yeah, noon. After start. Yes, starting the twenty third, you'll be able to book. You, all you have to do is tell us, we and you know you you, you got it like that, Doctor. <laughs> 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 you got it like that. Just, just say you just say when and consider it consider it done. Consider it okay. done. So we wanted to uh, to set up a, a the booth out there, put his tent and everything out there, and vaccinate the people. Yes, we're going to cover everything. And, Dr. Hagney, let me share this with you that I did not know this 
until tonight, and that is that, we, as everybody knows that Dr. Cagney is connected up with the circle of care, family circle of care, and mm-hmm. family circle of care has now moved into the building uh, there on Gentry Parkway, uh, that's where UT Health used to be. Well, mm-hmm. UT Health still owns the building, and UT Health provides all the interns for Family Circle of Care. So they have formulated a partnership. Wow, and that's awesome. Yes, I did. isn't that awesome? I knew yeah, that Family yeah. Circle of Care was that, and they got that beautiful sign all up now. Dr. Hagner, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been through there since they got the sign up. It's just absolutely nope. beautiful. Yeah. But they they did request us to write a, a letter of support for their new application for the girl government. Wonderful. 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 So we did that. We we wrote the letter of support of partnership for them. But that's that's fantastic news. Yes. But it, 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 it is. I had no idea until tonight. They said all the interns that are over there practicing at Family Circle of Care comes from UT Health. Wow. That's all. Awesome. So I know. Right Isn't that powerful? <laughs> And, and that's what it takes us working together, as 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 Dr. Hagen said, that octopus, pulling it all together so that we can cover all aspects of medicine. Because we know we know without without community involvement, things just it's just not going to happen. So we have to work together as team members to make sure that things happen the way they should happen. So, that's so it. Dr. Hagen, <laughs> y'all need to have someone out there to also uh, register folks to vote. Absolutely. Oh, yes. uh, uh, Absolutely. I'm quite sure Dr. 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 Nichols is going to oh, take care of that. Oh, Dr. Nichols got that. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Great, great. great. <laughs> yeah, that's under, that's you know that's under cover. <laughs> that's, that's, that's ready to go. Uh, even though it's, it's, you, they, it's too late, it's too late to register to vote in this election this that's term. coming up. Right. Right. But we get them ready for after the fact, the next, the next election. That's right. They'll be, they'll exactly. be ready, to, ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, hey, the restaurant is right near the... Right, right next door to the, to the museum. African-American yes. museum. Right. So we need to have an event for the youth and then walk them over to the restaurant. Excellent. Well, Excellent. well, well see, here's what's going to happen. You know, the little short street that's between the museum and the restaurant. Well, we're going to set right. up tents all up on the on the lawn of the uh, museum, and we're going to have tents yeah. set up in the street there. And then, because we have the drive-through, so that we we'll make sure that people can drive through and drive out. Continue to do that if they want to drive through and get their food and don't want to get out. Uh, most people will get out. That's going to be our ribbon-cutting ceremony where we have the uh, Chamber of Commerce. We've, we've joined the, we join the Black Chamber of Commerce, and then we join the other, the Area Chamber of Commerce, and then we ch- join the, uh, excuse me, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Oh, yeah. So we'll have all of those people Excellent. out there. Uh, it's going to be a festival slash open house. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be amazing. But go ahead, Ms. Rihanna, I'll turn it back over to you. Oh, I just, I just wanted to be the one to, uh, to spell it out and point out the obvious to all. Tyler, Tyler Ice, uh, listening, Dr. McKellar putting her money where her mouth is, uh, putting this small business, <laughs> fine dining in North Tyler, and just this is exactly in your personal life, doing exactly what you said, 
that your professional goal is uh, when working for Tyler. So I just wanted to point that out, even though it was obvious. Might as well say it. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Rihanna. I, I, pre- I appreciate mm. that. And, and I w- I'm going to share with you guys that, that the fire chief said, well, I guess I'm not important enough. You didn't ask me to be an investor, but when you get that hotel, I want to be. I want to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> I that was he pretty. must have met you before. <laughs> I said, of course you're important. He said, he said, I want. He said, I want into that restaurant. Whatever else you do, any other your investments, you just let me know. I want to be a part. He's a fine gentleman, fine gentleman. But, uh, yeah, I want to say something. For the folks in the Metroplex, for the folks in the Metroplex, uh, that's that's a good destination place to take your lady, a country ride, whatever yes. whatever right. problems you got, go. whatever, whatever problems you got, you'll get them far before you get down there, or before you get down. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Arthur, bring in the romance. <laughs> Very good. I like I like that, Mr. Arthur. I, I really like that. <laughs> yes, I, I like I like how you speak. Just like I like how very you how you speak and and and, and, uh, and Miss Rihanna, I like how you speak. That's beautiful. I'll, I'll take that country ride. <laughs> there you go. Any day, any day, any day. That's right. Any day. So that's it, guys. I'm telling you, I'm just uh, I'm just very pleased how things are moving along. We thank God for His blessings and. And uh, guiding and directing us in, in the uh, manner in which we need to go, so that uh, so that the, the community can benefit. Community can benefit, and that's what it's all about: is uh, community efforts, making sure that communities community benefits in every aspect of life. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. Well, what else? Let's see. What time is it? Oh wow. Time. Time just moves on. It's nine thirty-seven. Well, I tell you. Let me say a shout out to uh, to Mr. McKellar. He had his. Uh, he's everybody knows he's an avid tennis player, so he kind of uh, ruined that those risks playing tennis for the last forty years. So he had a little surgery. Mm-hmm. This morning and everything oh. went just beautifully. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. yeah, that carpal Good. tunnel uh, mm. that uh, oh, kind of wore, wore that wore that arm hand down. But anyways, he's just doing great, uh, and he he's Excellent. doing great because he was pa- he was pampered today. You you gentlemen know how that is. I've been trying to tell him, but you know, my voice the my voice doesn't mean anything when it says don't go back out there on that court and play any more tennis. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't hear so that you gotta take, at all. We gotta take his keys then, you gotta take his keys. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, I just love it, and I, I get it. I understand. So we don't fuss too much about well, that. I let him do a little bit of it, but but you can't do it like you used to. Can't do it. Can't can't play three times a week for forty more years. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> T 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday morning. We know you're at the club. You're at the tennis club. You're out there <laughs> getting that ball. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad he's well. Yeah, he, well he, did, he did real good. He did real good. He did outstanding. He did outstanding. So well, I've got some, some personal news. Okay, let me hear. Interested? We are. <laughs> I, Dr. McKellar, you know that what's been going on uh, behind the scenes for me. We bought a house That's six right. months ago. Yeah. Yes. Did you get moved? Right. Well, we we finally uh, the house that we live in now. Uh, we bought when we were. First married, so 19 years oh. ago. We'd only been married a couple years ago. We're the original wow. owners. We started our little family here. We put it on yes. the market, and the whole reason we were moving is to be closer to my parents and my mom and Greg's parents. And, sure. Uh, the we put it on the market, and on the first day, a couple from New York, retired couple. <laughs> Uh, they want to move down here to be close to their kids and grandkids, and they this is the perfect place, and they made an offer wow. so we get to sell our house to people oh, who are wow. doing the exact same move that we're doing. That's and I feel really good wow. about our home being their home, so I just wanted to share that. How Congratulations. Awesome. How awesome is that? You know, you. you know, guys, let me tell you what, there is a, there's a, a, there's a mortgage war going on out there, and if you, if you want to sell your property right now, this is a seller's market. Yes, and it is. People are buy, they are buying <laughs> houses sight unseen. So the house they quit sending me that stuff. Shirley, Shirley, but you yes, know, I be taking it personal. Every time I get one of them things, somebody, we want to buy your house. So I, I, I get no. about three, of the, three, four of them a week. I know. I, don't want I know to, it. Where I, I go, know. tell yeah. them stop. You can't. No, you can't buy my house. No. <laughs> Listen, let me just tell you this. My somebody all the way from Omaha, Nebraska, calls me and asking me about one of my brother's pieces of property. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, he's right there in Nebraska. Why didn't you call him? <laughs> and the answer would be no, he's not selling. <laughs> I can tell you that unequivocally no. <laughs> but, yeah, they, I know. We get we get them as well. We get them content. I mean, corporations are buying them for their, their people that they're, they're moving across country uh, to take on – New jobs and it's just it's just wide open out there. It is. Yeah. So congratulations, yeah. Miss Rihanna. I'm very Thank very you. So you, Thank you. You you, 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 you I hope you about finished with with your new home because you're about to be homeless, right? Oh yeah, it's it's almost ready, and we are going to be homeless real soon. So. <laughs> it'll it'll be to perfect your timing. Yes, that's outstanding. Well, it's, that's that's a that's a good homeless. That's, that's outstanding. That's yes, beautiful. Yes, it is. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and it makes you feel Thank good you. when you know that you have helped somebody that can really benefit from uh, right from your your beautiful yes. home. I absolutely. And when then, their uh, when their realtor called and told our realtor their their background, which I think is a very effective technique, I said immediately, right. that's who, I want them to have my house." I, oh, this that's is my beautiful. house, <laughs> and I want them to have There it. you go. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey uh, uh, sure, uh, what I got you on, it was something came on a while ago. Uh, John Gruden, I don't know if y'all heard about it, but anyway, 
he's the coach of the L.A. Raiders, and, and he made some statements about uh, the player association guy about 11 years ago. Well, they went through his emails and stuff, and he's out tonight. He's no longer the oh, coach. Oh, yeah. So he's so, okay, I had heard a little bit about it early on today, so he is out. Yep, he's yeah. out. By halftime, he's gone. Because they by, went through his emails. Yeah. And, and, you mean and found by halftime? Yeah, by halftime, wow. I mean, yeah. So, uh, yes, they went through his emails and they found other stuff over the, over the, you know, so, you know. See, that, that, don't they know that that everything that you put out there, it, it, somebody can find it? That it is just his not nickname, a, a secret. His nickname was Chucky. His nickname was Chucky. I, so that takes I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's the breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Breaks. That's the breaks. If, if you're a nasty human, it'll always come out. Yeah, it'll that. catch. <laughs> won't it catch you? It'll catch up with you. It will catch yep. up. With you. Yeah. It sure is. You can't be can't be ugly to people. Can't be ugly no, towards you. Know, my bad, I, you know, I was telling the kids. I, I, that was usually my sermon: to, to don't put your life on that phone. It never that, goes see, away. There you go. There you go. And I tell them over and over again. I say, yeah, I see, I, I'm telling you, you're going to go get a job. I try to break it down to them. You're going to get a job. They do a background search on you. It's kind of kind of job you're getting. You bet. It's you bet. Immediately. Like you're nothing. Immediately. They don't go all your stuff. You don't, like every bit of it. it. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, try to tell that to these, so, to these social media junkies, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, they put yeah. everything out there. Yep. Well, your oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Hackney. I didn't see you got cut off. You're back on now. No, I'm back on. I'm yes. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. they'll learn. Uh, we try. We try to teach them, right? But uh, some well, people it take them a little longer. Feel- well, I feel like you know it makes uh, you know, uh, now. I hate that he's like he is, and he finally got caught like he did. But it gives me a little bit of hope for America. Just it, it, it gives me. I'm just hanging on, but it gives me a little bit of hope. <laughs> a little bit of hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for him, but that's life. That's the way it goes sometimes, right? That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles. There you go. Absolutely correct. Okay, well, let's see. What else is coming up? Uh, Let's see. Here's the – okay, Miss Rihanna, you say here's the scoop? No, no, that's just for you. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I was just reading, not for for others' ears. Just a good girl girl talk, girl talk. It's girl talk. Well, here's a scoop. Texas governor bans COVID-19 vaccine mandates by any employer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Wow. amazing? Is the court challenge already in motion on that? Mm -hmm. It 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 should should be if it's not. I hadn't heard anything. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I'll check. Wow. You know, folks, I'm really having problems with Abbott somehow. Abbott out that way. They go into saying, well, Abbott said I ain't got to wear no mask. Oh. Every time. Put your mask up. No, Abbott said I ain't got to wear no mask. So, you know. Hey, look here. Now, Dr. Fauci today, I heard Dr. Fauci today say, he said, 
He said, go on out and enjoy your Halloween and the rest of the holidays for this year. I'll tell you, I heard him say that today. Mm-hmm. I heard him say it last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard him say it again today. But what else so, did he say along with that? Hey, they, I don't know. The, the TV went off after that. I'm, I don't. I, I don't know if he, he had anything else. To no, say, I, I heard him say, make sure if you're vaccinated, if, if you've been yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. he said. He, he, yeah. he had some other things that he said behind that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and be careful. Uh, be careful with your candy and 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 all of that. And, and yeah, he was saying to, to give it give it to the kids a certain way, closed in stuff, nothing open. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, do you guys remember that year that, well, sure, that you know, someone put okay. the razor blade in a in the yeah. apple and gave it to the child? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss exactly. Arthur. Go ahead. You were you were about to say something. I need to cut you off. You know what I'm saying? That all anything all anybody's going to remember is go out and have. Happy Halloween. Yeah. That's right. Enjoy it. That's right. After that, after that, they didn't hear nothing. That's right. Yeah. They're not, they're wow. Not You're right. They're not going to hear the last sentence. They're not they just going to hear that first yeah, part. That's all they want is the first part. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. They cut it off after that. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I want to get right. back. That's all I got to yeah. Go ahead, Ms. Rand. I want to skip get back just one topic uh, so that okay. people – make sure that they didn't just hear uh, what was said about this. I want to add a specific word uh, and put an exclamation point. Texas governor orders ban on private company vaccine mandates. (laughs) I want everybody Uh to let that sink in. Republican governor banning Mm -hmm. private companies from governing themselves. Yeah, from governing their employees uh, in a way that they see fit. Just put your put put your mind around that one. My house is able to turn. Hey, Rihanna, that was my white privilege. Right. Put your mind around put your mind around this one, guys. You remember hearing this one? Uh, it is child abuse to have a child <laughs> wear a mask. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. put, now yeah. wrap wrap your mind around that one. It's child abuse to protect. Oh wow! I will not con- I will not contaminate I will not contaminate my mind with that kind of rapping. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty smart. I just that's I'll, good. I'll that's just good. Here and watch y'all. Yeah. I, I watch y'all rapping. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna look at it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> you don't have time for that, huh? That's great. No, they don't. We just got to keep telling ourselves these people know that they are full of it. They know it. Don't, don't play it. with them. They know it. They know it. They know, <laughs> they know, they know they're crazy. They know it. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to do is continue to walk around as sane people, acting like sane people. That's our weapon. Yeah. Sanity. Yeah. Yep. That's right. You know, don't 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 overanalyze. Look here, don't overanalyze insanity. Except, except like my Angela say, hey, yeah, you see what it is. They told you that's what it is. Yeah. So don't do that. You need to you need to stay in your space and be sane. Yes. They, they told you who they were. 
That's what did she tell us? Them. Did she tell yeah. us that before she she told us before she left here, didn't she? Yes, yeah. yeah. you who they are. Believe them. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Believe them. Yeah. 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 I believe them. That's right. I believe them, too. And you, if that means that I live in an echo chamber, and if we're going to call <laughs> living in a fact-based universe an echo chamber, mm. sign me up. I'll mm. live in that echo chamber. Right. I'll be in that yeah. bubble. Sign me up. A reality-rooted, <laughs> fact-based place, I'll be there. Sign yes. me up. <laughs> We'll be there. <laughs> yes. We'll be there. That's right. We're oh, in. my goodness. Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's why we're going we're gonna to continue to work with the real world, those that, that mm-hmm. use their head for, use their brains for more than my mother used to say, a hat wrap. Use your head <laughs> for more than just putting oh, a yeah. hat on. <laughs> you remember right. when, I remember that one. Say, yeah, they used to say funny <laughs> stuff, right? We would laugh really hard. <laughs> then, then we grew up and we started saying the same stuff. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then we understood and it made sense, didn't it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You should, hey, can you I should take bring this opportunity uh, to Please. thank all of these new listeners that we have? Uh, I get to see the numbers pop up and the map pops up from uh, from where people are listening. We have a, a lot of new listeners from a lot of new areas of the country uh, where we Wonderful. didn't have so many concentration, you know, so high a concentration of listenership from before. Uh, some people from West Virginia, I see. We can thank all of you. A lot more oh, people from California. Yeah, very cool. We appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, we thank you for that, Miss Rihanna. Thanks. Yeah, please, please come right back here every week and join us and and uh, and and tap in if you if you have some comments and and all of that. Yeah, and Mr. Anna will Mr. Anna check you out. <laughs> go hey, ahead. Hey, 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 and for West Virginia <laughs> listeners, could y'all go by Joe Manson's house for me and ask him <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> light, light Mr. Up. Arthur Fleming has a message Get for us. <laughs> Get busy. Do your job. Yes. Goodness. Do your right. job. People are depending upon you out here to do your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, if we, can't, if we cannot make this happen, there's something wrong right That's here, right, right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we the Democrats own everything, don't they? they own everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Make it make it make it happen. Make it happen. Well, uh, right. Cooper, you have a, you have a, um, a, a short uh, stump speech to give us before we uh, head out the doorway. You anything you want us to know about uh, the campaign and how it's coming along? Uh, and uh, and what your uh, plans are for when you're going to come and see us in here in East Texas? Well, of course, let's just face it. Pastor Cooper comes to see us in East Texas all. I come the time. And see you all the time. <laughs> I love the women. So that was, was that incredible. was a dumb question. I, I guess the question yeah. would be an organized, a structured event that is all about Pastor Cooper. And maybe I should word yes, it that way because every single yeah. thing that we have, he comes and supports us here in East Texas. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. My my campaign strategist was telling me about that today. He said we we need to have our own event 
and uh, we're heading to East Texas with that, and it's going to be uh, centered with the youth. And so we come to East Texas. We're going to get them uh, registered to vote. We're going to let them know we care about the health care. Uh, we're all aware of climate change, the things that they're worrying about, and most of all, jobs and paychecks. So when we talk about education, we're talking about putting money in the bank and we're to tell them what to do with it. So you can get in a loop with Coop at cooperforgovernortexas.com uh, or email me at uh, getinloopwithcoop at gmail.com. You know, I'm going to tell you this, Pastor Cooper. That's probably one of the best mantras that I've ever heard, get in the loop mm-hmm. with Coop. I'm telling yep. you, I loved it from the beginning. I've heard a lot of them <laughs> out there. I've heard a lot of them out there. But, I mean, that's probably one of the ones at the top of the chain. So you did a great job yeah. in coming up with that one. That is outstanding. So uh, so we're going to get in that loop, and we're going to loop you all throughout East Texas, all around the yeah. loop in in, yeah. in Tyler, Texas. <laughs> loop 323. Right. <laughs> right, right, Dr. Agnes. We know loop that's 323. Right. We, we're going to loop him all around. That's right. There's nobody going to say, I don't know who Michael Cooper is. Nobody's going to say that. We're going to rename the loop. Go rename Okay, rename that loop. What you going to name it? Get in the loop with Coop. That's great. I love it. That's really good. <laughs> that is, I'm, I do say so myself. That's <laughs> pretty darn good. Well, well, all right, guys. Well, listen. Once again, the uh, Rose Festival coming up. Uh, uh, a t- taste of North Delight coming up. A lot of things that we're looking forward to. Uh, and let me share this with you guys. Uh, 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 Mr. Eric Williams and I have been working uh, toward putting the, a film together about the Piney Woods of Mississippi, uh, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, where right outside of Jackson, Piney Woods, uh, Mississippi, uh, we, I, I told him we, we got to feature this school. Uh, I, I just know that there's too much of a beautiful story to tell, and, and, and I want to make sure everybody on this line is in that film because, right. well, why, because we have all been pushing the Piney Woods of uh, of Mississippi, and so we're putting the pro. We put a little proposal together and getting it over to the school, and and obviously you know we have to go down there in order to uh, to do the filming. We're going to film those two thousand acres of land down there, and that uh, city within itself, and all about the school and its beginning, and 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 uh, Mr. President and how. Uh, he went there as a student and, and circled back around and became the president of the uh, school. Just amazing history. And the fact that that school was started with a dollar and 65 cents. Now, is that a story to tell? Wow. That, 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 awesome. that sounds, much, well, yeah. it sounds much like HBCUs across the nation, right? That's right. started in the basements right. of churches and that where the schools yes. were started, mm-hmm. in basement that's churches. Right. Well, that's. That's, this school started in in, in in somebody's home right there in on the grounds where it sits right now as we speak. 
So, uh, so I'm really excited about the prospects of of uh, putting a film together. And and as we know, uh, Mr. Eric Williams is one of the best filmmakers I know. I mean, he's put some powerful stuff together. So that's it, guys. Miss Rihanna, it's 9:59, so we're going to turn it back over to you. Nobody, I don't think we have time to do a round robin and, and, and let everybody have that final word. So we, we, you guys, have had your words tonight, and so I'm sure they enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it sitting in, the, sitting back here in the back seat and just sitting and listening and enjoying the beautiful messages that was put out tonight. So we'll see you all next week, and Miss Rihanna, it's all yours. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good night. Good night. Thank you, fellas, for starting the show off right. You did a great job, and I appreciate you. Good night, everybody. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, now the Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon 
It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.